Hey everybody, welcome to Multi Multi, a podcast discussing the multitude of multi-site ministry. My name is EJ Swanson and I'm joined by two of my favorite people, Mr. Joe Crabb. Hey there. Miss Kim Schuler. Merry Christmas. And our all favorite, Mr. Trevor Callis, who is our behind the scenes tech guy. We don't give him a mic, but dang, is he good looking. You know, the vision of he's our... Got, um, he's got a face for TV, not a voice for radio. Wow, right. here we go. Unlike us. <laughs> uh, you know, the vision of Multi Multi is um, to equip churches who are entering into either a season of going multi-site or who are currently in it, and as they are, um, how they navigate student ministry within that realm. And our hope is to share um, with other people what we've learned and learn from other people. And today, we're going to be talking about one of our favorite things here at Woodside Students, the ministry that we're all a part of, and that is mission trips. But I want to jump right in and kind of talk through what is our overall um, ministry um, thought, approach, philosophy to student missions here? Yeah, so obviously our desire is for students to understand their calling as a follower of Christ, uh, as it is for all of us, and that is to go into all the world and to make disciples. And, uh, you know, even when we see Jesus talk about it from Judea, uh, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the other most parts of the world, that, you know, what does that look like um, in our context from Jerusalem to the uttermost parts of the world? And so, uh, you know, obviously Jerusalem being the the hometown, or someone even use that as, a, you know, as an analogy for for your your home local church. So we think about how we're getting students plugged in serving here on a Sunday morning as part of the church holistically, whether it's as a kid small group leader within our middle school or high school specific ministries uh, and beyond that to domestic, serving in their own backyard, serving in their school, to internationally. Mm. Uh, Woodside has always been a church uh, which has been a, a very focused on missions and global missions uh, for, for about three decades here now. We have a lot of amazing global partners, and so it's definitely a passion and a direction uh, of our church holistically. Uh, and so what does it look like to invite students into that? So it, it is. It's essentially to, to make disciples, to help students grow in their faith, uh, not just give them an experience uh, and something to post on their Instagram, but give them something to process through how it changes their life, uh, not just on that trip, but back in their homes and their hallways and for the rest of their lives. And so uh, we've been even having conversations, and maybe we can get to this at the end, as to, man, if we look five, six years down the line, what's different? But but um, having those conversations about how we take the, the great base that we have in our mission trip experiences, especially for students, uh, and build upon that to make more missionaries. So mm-hmm. that's kind of long and short of it. So, yeah, that, yeah, that's awesome. I think one of the things that, you know, within it, with our, our global partners, as we call them here at our churches, you know, we've dove in heavily into several organizations versus having hundreds of uh, missionaries that we support. Yep. And as yeah. we've done very that... Very focused. Yeah, very focused around specific things. It's given us the opportunity to speak into that some, and um, we should talk about that, how we partner a little bit with mm-hmm. our missions um, department here yeah. at our church. As we um, navigate that, I know one of the things that we look at overall is um, strategy. I think that's you know one of the biggest wins of multi-site student ministry. Ministry. And philosophy and I think strategy vary, although you know closely together. Yeah. How would you guys, um, in a different way, describe the strategy of our mission trips? 
Yeah, coming alongside a student and wanting to see them grow from a place of serving in their school locally at the church, but and then reach the opportunity to go to a third work world country or and partner with one of our global partners. And a strategy that we have come up with um, is what we call levels of trips. Mm-hmm. Um, so we almost take each we take each trip and put them under a different level, level one through five. Level one being almost like an onboarding trip, like our Hope Week. Our yeah. Well, actually, level one is more like our service project days. Yes. Like a local, like that would be more like, I think level one would be like serving within the church. Um, and like when we used to do days of service and that kind of stuff, it's like a, a quick, like how are we introducing them to the concept of serving? But you said hope week, which is then our Mario jumping up to the blocks of level two. So take level two on up there. So, yeah, from there, level three is, um, going into those special needs realms. We offer a trip, uh, to Cran Hill, which is another, uh, domestic trip up in, um, up northern michigan and a couple hours away yep right so it's still somewhat close to home um but it removes them from the context of like their backyard yeah and we try and do a few things differently there you know level one is just that quick local one day kind of day of servicing level two is that local domestic trip in which we serve in our various partners and organizations through um pontiac and detroit and we've talked about hope week for a while because a lot of these these episodes were recorded while hope week was going on and so it provided Mm -hmm. a good you know example of some of the things that we do as a uh, organization cran hill level three uh, and so we kind of look domestic, but getting them away for a little bit. And like for Cran Hill, um, you know, I know cell phones are probably a thing that we could talk about at one point uh, on the podcast because everybody has all sorts of different policies as to mm-hmm. their cell phone policy for weekly programs and mission trips and retreats. But Cran Hill is the only one in which we tell students that they can't take their phone or they they some do for like the bus ride there. We don't encourage it. But the weekend, the whole week that they're serving, they don't have their phones on them. And that's similar to Barnabas, too. Um, Yeah. Now that's because the organization. Yeah. Doesn't. Yeah. But then level three trips. um, uh, Last year, we introduced another level three trip because for a while, Cran Hill was our only level three trip. It Mm -hmm. is focused on working with our adults with special needs community. Um, there's some cool things that we've done there where we have a great special needs ministry here. So we've upped the cost at times for our students so that they could pay more to help scholarship some of the folks back from Woodside and kind of build those relationships with, uh, them that they'll see as they're serving regularly within the special needs ministry. But then we added another, um, level three trip, uh, with disaster relief. Mm-hmm. And so last year we went to Houston, help with hurricane relief. This year we are going out to California to help with wildfire relief. Mm-hmm. So going out there for a week over spring break, uh, giving them an opportunity to dive into the community there. And um, so, yeah, that's another level three opportunity. And we've done um, not only disaster relief, but we've also done street evangelism yeah, before yeah, to Boston. Boston. And, yep. um, New York, I think, was kind of one of that yep, as well. Another yeah, another 
disaster relief. Yep. Um, so we we love leaving um, the opportunity for God to lead us um, over spring break to a, an area, a place for either relief, for evangelism, for building into a partnership. Um, you know, we we partner with a missionary in Quebec. So like even looking further down the yeah. road um, of that being a possible level three I guess kind of four because it's somewhat international, yeah, some, right? Yeah, some of these do bleed into one another. Um, and I think that, so then level four, though, is generally, um, as people kind of are listening and they're hearing like, okay, what separates these levels? Sometimes it is like physical distance. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also, I think, as you were to progress it through and see, there's um, additional, like, I would say it's more strenuous. In yeah. some ways, whether it's physically more strenuous when the travel or the work that they're going to do mentally, emotionally, because even spiritually, spiritually, uh, even that end of like, hey, I've got to go evangelize on the street, walk up to strangers and talk about Over, Jesus. Overall yeah. maturity needed on the trip. Yes, yep. exactly. Prior experience. Uh, in some ways, we understand that there might be a student who's joining us in their junior year and they have a lot of maturity, but they don't have a lot of mission trip experience with us. So there's other there's always exceptions. It's a very much spiritual law mm -hmm. um, as opposed to the letter of the law. But international um, is part of our level four trip. We talk yep. about Haiti. Mm -hmm. uh, we've gone to Mission of Hope Haiti for years now. Uh, probably almost a decade now uh, since yeah. after that, that earthquake hit, that major earthquake hit. But great organization that we've worked with there. And a lot of that is working with um, the adopted village that we have there. Mm -hmm. um, and just helping with locals, whether it's clean water, sustainable food sources, praying with them, building relationships Kids with them. camp. Yeah, furthering just, essentially yeah. the mission of Mission of Hope, which yep. we're very much aligned with uh, there in the country of Haiti. Um, and you kind of mentioned there are other Level 4 trip that we have as well. It's also special needs focus, and that is... And Barnabas. Yeah. Um, and Barnabas, yeah, it takes on... Uh, though it's not international, um, it is domestic, it is very strenuous compared to Cran Hill uh, special needs uh, mission. People aren't trip. familiar with what they do in Barnabas. What is it right. what they do? Yeah. So um, they spend a whole week where they are a one-on-one -on -one buddy to a soul camper 24-7. Um, they literally have one hour out of the day where they get a break or they call it flat on back. Um, flat is that on really? FOB, nice. yeah, oh, nice. flat That's on your awesome. back. Yeah. Um, time um, where the, I think they call them missionaries or those that are partnered with the campers, um, get a break to join in with their group or so like Woodside would come together during that time to just like touch base. Hey, how are you guys doing? Um, you know, really checking with the students that are serving. Um, but it is a very strenuous week. Um, it's almost like that emotional roller coaster of like, you're so geeked about going in and you're high up here and you're ready to go. And then midweek you hit that bottom of the valley because you're exhausted right. and you almost need that little pep talk because it is just, um, you're caring for individuals that are either physically restrained, mentally, um, they're just not, um, fully competent to yeah. do daily tasks. So you are serving them hand and foot, um, over and over throughout the night evening in the morning so you can just imagine just the needs that would 
could compile up and some can't even communicate. Yeah. So what that looks like as you minister to them. Yeah. There's a lot of needs of sometimes you're helping them as when they're going to the bathroom and so on and so forth. And it it does, it really, it's, you talk about strenuous, it's very strenuous, um, but it is, it's very humbling, grows you a lot. And the last one we have is our level five trips. And these are, they're longer in length, usually about two weeks um, because of the level of travel that we have. Uh, And we always partner with one of our missionary partners directly within that. Uh, And so what we did last year is we went to Thailand. Uh, Woodside opened up an orphanage there years ago with one of our missionary partners to uh, essentially give a safe space for those rescued from sex trafficking, human trafficking, uh, to educate them, to prepare them for adulthood, to disciple them. And so I think there's about... 40, they call them champions, right? Right. Yeah, we call them champions. 40, 40 champions, 40 kids who live there. Uh, and so our team spent mm-hmm. time with them and also spent time going up into the villages uh, with, uh, with our partner there and ministering to people, uh, hosting kids camps and evangelism events and so on yeah. and so forth. But uh, again, very culture completely different, yeah. language barrier, strenuous travel, spiritually strenuous. Um, and so that's our level five Five trip, and so um, I think one of the other key strategies within that, you kind of heard there are a mixed bag between it, but one of the things that we've moved towards is very much is a, a continual further like continual predictable relationships mm. with an organization or an individual over time, yep. and so you know we've been going to Cran Hill for six seven years, yep. so we have a great relationship with. Um, with that organization. It's a very healthy relationship. And so that does help out a lot from a central standpoint uh, when it comes to planning and delegating leadership to other staff members to even like um, a narrative, so to say, when you're telling students about Cran Hill uh, and those opportunities and everything, because uh, you have others who can share stories and they went before and, um, you know, there's a progression as well for them. You know, a student doesn't have to progress along. That's not part of our strategy. There could be a student who all they do is they go to Hope Week in Cran Hill. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but that's why we've gone to Mission to Hope for however long. We're talking about going to Thailand for however long. Yeah. Uh, Barnabas, like those predictable things. And so, like, where's the fluidity at? Generally, our disaster relief trip you know, we're okay. We say, like, this is what we would do, um, you know, whether, and I think our families know there's enough trust there. If, like, in November, we roll them all out, and they're like, we can't tell you yet if we're going to go to Texas or North Carolina or Florida or California. We're going to go to one of those places because, sadly, one of those places is going to be dealing gonna with need our help the wildfire most. or hurricanes. And, um, and then I think the other end is other future opportunities which mm-hmm. we've talked about. What does that look like down the line for family trips and so on and so forth? So yeah. I think some yeah. of that too with our international trips and things like that, it's just a, we know the safety aspects of it. We know what we need to prepare kids for within that. We know when we hop off the plane and, you know, in Haiti that kids are going to need a $10 bill for their visas. Yeah. We know yes. those type of things. And it's not a, wow, we didn't know about that. And yeah. that just helps students have a great experience as they go, mm-hmm. all within the desire for students to grow in their relationship with Christ, to you know, share the good news, the gospel to other people, and be, you know, be a part of what God is doing both locally and internationally. And I love hearing the stories, seeing what um, you know, kids come back and say, mm-hmm. students come back and say. And 
I think some of the the brightest moments within our ministry is hearing kids um, share and change how God has used them yeah, um, yeah. within his kingdom. Well, yeah. and a, a th- one of the things that we've done because of that predictable nature of things is that it allows for a strategy even, you know, one of the things we didn't share is um, level three to five mission trips are just for high school students. We do a mission trip with middle school students. I know a lot out there don't. Um, I would argue with you till I'm blue in the face that you're doing it wrong, but this podcast is meant to be encouraging and maybe high challenging. There you go. Um, but uh, but for our middle school students, we look for ways to tell the stories of what they can expect when they move up into high school. Mm-hmm. So last year, when we go to Mission of Hope, Haiti, um, they have a, a packing list of food that they ask every group to bring. So last year, we took that list and we gave it to our middle school students and we said, guys, you can be a part of what God is doing in Haiti and we're a family here. Let's some of you have family members going on Haiti. Like, let's partner with one another. And they brought in probably 75% That's so cool. of the food that was needed. And then once the team got back from Haiti, we had, you know, one or two of our high school students come in to our middle school students and share with them about what God did in Haiti, thank them for how they helped um, by providing food and so on. So that way that seventh grader sitting in there and they're looking at that super cool looking junior who's just sharing like, oh man, I can't wait to go to Haiti when I'm, right. I'm in high school. Sure. Uh, but even the summer with our summer trips with what uh, a lot of our campuses do with meeting regularly throughout the summer is to say, hey, like we have to share these stories. And so although a sixth grader is not thinking about going to Thailand, they're hearing how one of our juniors, seniors just went to Thailand. And over time, they're like, oh, like this is what we do. These are opportunities I have. God, is this where you're leading me to? And and so on. So not to make it attractional based, but for them to have a greater understanding of like, they're not being pigeonholed. And we really want them to be thinking about where God is leading them, how they're serving his kingdom. And like I said, what does that mean for them long-term and missions and so on? I love the setup that we're, you know, our desires for them to experience different types of projects, different types of service, as well as different parts of the country and the world. And within that, it gives them, at least from our perspective here, a real well-rounded experience with -hmm. with local and global missions. I know, Kim, um, you know, one of the things that you dive a ton into um, within our mission trips is communication to all of our campuses, promotion for all of our campuses. Mm -hmm. How... um, how do we go about that in our context? What have we learned over the years within that? Yeah, so putting together um, not only the leadership team, too, um, for those trips, but all the back-end stuff, uh, we've got a great team that I work alongside of um, within communications or the IT department um, to make sure all of that is set up on the back end for applications. Um, That's actually something we probably even need to chat through is just like the process for a student to even get on a trip. What does that look like across the board? You have many campuses that are interested. This is what we call um, in reference to Um, podcast before a red light event across all our campuses which Mm -hmm. means all our campuses um are opt are in to promote it are in to be a part of it yeah um it's a mandatory thing um but not it doesn't demand their physical presence correct outside of hope week that's the only thing that we say hey all hands on deck we're all there all week long but we're not sending all of us to thailand 
Correct. Yeah. They're just bought into promoting it and allowing their students to be able to be a part of it yeah. if their students or a student in their ministry feels led to. Yeah. And they're given opportunity to be a leader on that trip per the conversations that we have with our team and so on and so mm -hmm. forth. So staff does lead out a lot of our trips. Um, so that is it. But if a, a staff member sends a student on the trip, they they don't necessarily have to send a leader from their campus. Correct. Um, that would all be great. But if you're having one student come from your campus, then we don't do a one one v one ratio. We have taught we do do follow up that mm -hmm. allows for that that campus pastor or that st campus student guy if they weren't on the trip to know what happened in that life of that student um, and so on and so forth. But just Again, science things that's what we do with this podcast. A lot of nuance if you talk about multi-site. Yeah. Everything, so. but, but that, in so many different ways, affects the trip. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, a ton of, of different ways. I know even in the iteration of the app, you know, the application, how are we picking students to go on trips, all that type of stuff. In our five years together, the three of us, it's changed so much from individual uh uh, interviews is the word I'm I'm looking yeah, for, where we're sitting yeah. down to the trip leaders are meeting with them, the yep. student leaders are meeting with them, so much student recommendations, and yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and um and I think that's something that's so much within our context evolving over yeah. and over and over, evaluating, yeah. always yeah. looking at yeah. that. How do you, how do you guys come up with? And I kind of mentioned this a little bit at the beginning of the podcast. How do you come up with what staff or what leaders you choose to go on trips? Yeah. Whoever buys you the most coffee. Amen. Mm. Tea. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bribes me the best. Yeah. That's good. Um, well, I think a lot of it comes from experience um, and just the being a veteran on some of these trips, the know-with-all of going into a trip like Thailand and Haiti and having yeah. a heart for missions. Um, a lot of it depends on the campus, how are they full-time, part-time at their campus as a student director? Um, and I say that not that we pigeonhole them as that, like we don't ask part-time student guys, but more or less just bandwidth. They may have yep. another job. Right. Campus expectations. Ca campus ex expectations. So I was actually talking to one of the student guys the other day, and I was like, all right, before you give me an answer, there's three people you need to ask. You need to ask God. You Amen. need to ask your wife, and you need to ask your, your campus pastor. Dang, um, that so, was really good. I hope somebody's writing that down. <laughs> it's like, all right, that's good. That's really good. Even um, if it's just so you can look awesome into your multi-site team, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, I just want to. Listen, guys, we approach this all, you need to ask three people. <laughs> yes. That's good. Um, just to keep it, you know, simplified for them of, like, here's who, how I need to process this, because we, we want to make sure all those individuals um, include, like just are on their side and supporting behind them and that they feel led by God most importantly to step into this position because they're going to not only be leading a team of students but also a team of leaders and that is a task um, there's a lot of preparation in that we have mission meetings leading up to the trips um, but so I would say experience but we're also looking at bringing up those young um, or not as uh, seasoned yes seasoned um, uh, staff members with them. So yep. we look at the team across the board. We play a little um, a draft, I would say. Yeah, um, we, just, we evaluate honestly and we talk yes. about pros and cons and so on and so forth. And 
because we want to make sure personalities match up. We want to make sure yeah. that um, there's a lot of nuance relationally yes. that yep. goes into a mission trip. Yep. And a a bad leader can make for a bad trip. Let me yes. let me yeah. ask this question. Within that, there's too much at stake to let that happen. <laughs> yeah. Do we ever, or have we ever, when we've seen the applicants? to a mission trip, the group of students going. Mm-hmm. Have we ever switched out leaders at that point? I think the only time that we, not within staff, we did have a, uh, a situation last year with somebody who wanted to go as a leader. Um, and it wasn't really like, it would have been good for them to go, but there was a better, better option. None of their small group guys were going on the trip. Okay. And so we're like, okay, like we, we think it'd be great for you to go, um, but would you at least consider maybe not, not going on this trip and going elsewhere um, simply because we know a lot of your other guys are going on that trip. Uh, it'd be great for you to spend the week with them, build a relationship with them, um, so on and so And he got it. He was completely cool with it and yep. all that stuff. Understood it wasn't because of his character or his competency, anything like that. It was just because um, you moving allowed for another leader who had more students going on that trip to be able to go and to lead um, them and it gave you an opportunity to do the same with your students elsewhere. So they were just down to go to go on that particular trip because they had done so before and uh, had a passion to do it. But they were so, yeah, that's the only time I can think of it. So, yeah, I yeah. can't think of any other. I think there's a number of things that we kind of hit on, like maybe to nuance out like quickly, like in a rapid fire, like sure. the whole application process. Um, trying to think anything else that we've training meetings and yeah you that mentioned that that was which one do you want to do i'll do meetings okay do you, you want to start, so start with applications yeah because that cut goes where we're at meetings. right now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so where we're at it. right now so um right now uh all of them have moved online which is great so the student goes online they fill out all their applications there's questions that are asked there give us um, a couple of those so there's basic questions like you know when we're going to haiti uh hey do you have a passport that is up to date i.e it does not expire until six months after the travel date so like stuff that we wouldn't have thought about before the people are like yeah my passport's good until june like actually your passport needs to be good until october no it's weird but it has to be good to talk to them. So those kind of of questions, um, where are they currently serving at, as well as why do you want to go on this trip? Um, How do you respond to authority? What's something God's been teaching you lately? Uh, In other avenues, we've done this before for level five trips where we've made them give a reference and we've had one of their small group leaders write a reference for them as to why they think they should go on that trip. Um, And so they submit the application. At that point in time, you know, Kim has kept us informed at a campus level of where we can go to see all those applications and so on so we have an understanding from our campus who's applying because they're not handing it directly to us um and we go through i read every application and um i'll even give notes then uh to that trip leader essentially all of us are responsible for giving notes to that trip leader and saying hey this is what you got to know about this student. This is what you got to know about this student. This student's great. This student has this going on right now with a, you know, the backstory. Yeah, so that they can best lead. So you're just downloading information with them. Um, and so we do we do that um, after they've been accepted. So they submit the application. We kind of see it. And then based off of that student, that story, what we know about them, a number of different meetings may occur. We generally always meet with the student and the parent 
And more times than not, it will be that trip leader with that student and parent or that trip leader and that campus-specific person with that student and leader or that campus-specific person with that student and leader. Mm-hmm. So it. just it just depends. There's, student and parent. Yeah, student and parent. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. So anytime I said leader, I meant parent. Yep. Um, <laughs> so it just depends on the situation, right? There might be... Um, a solid parent and student, um, and I just I don't really need to meet with them. Don't, like, but the trip leader needs wants to meet with them just so they can get to know them because they're excited to have them on the team and everything. We we have no hesitancy in saying yes to them. Um, there's times where multiple staff have hopped in on an interview with the student because there is you know things that we just need to talk about that they need to hear, and they have a relationship with you know DP in our context. Uh, and uh, Troy, you have a great relationship with him, but they need to also hear something from me. So I'm going to step in and, and share something. Got it. Um, because I have a great relationship with the parent. Mm-hmm. We always had the parent in there because they're a part of that process. I love one of the best questions we ask is we ask the parent, how do you want to see this, like this trip, like your student grow through this trip, this opportunity? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's co- And we even ask them at times, like, what's something that you see your son or daughter right now like that they do great? Like, how have you seen God gifted them? Yeah. So to give space for a parent to, like, affirm their, their student uh, publicly in that way and maybe in a way that that student hasn't heard uh, before. And also for that parent to hear, like, to think, yeah, what is it? I don't want to just write a check for my kid to go on this trip. Right. How are they invested in on it? And then if they're accepted... Um, they're informed. And again, sometimes it's just through uh, an email. Um, I love telling students, hey, you're accepted. Mm-hmm. You're going on the trip. Sometimes it's in the meeting because we know they're going on the trip. Sometimes it's, there's no like, it's very fluid in that way. Again, a very spirit of the law, not letter of the law. Um, because what essentially is going to give us the most win out of that, that thing. So Absolutely. Oh, go ahead. Were you going to add into that, Kim? Nope. Okay. You know, I want to I want to cover um, two more things here um, as we kind of near this thought on missions. One of them being, how are we partnering with our missions department? So at Woodside, I'll just set it up a little bit. Um, we have a department here. It's called Life Impact, and um, you know, the desire of it is to work with our global partners, both. Um, you know, each of those individually to support them, but also then work with local partners and how, um, you know, we can tap into that as well. And they're a huge resource. They They help us plan trips. They help us arrange travel at times, as well as um, look at pros and cons, Mm -hmm. work with our third party partners to look at safety requirements and the current context within countries as we travel. They're a huge resource to us. But there's also been times where we've had to lean into missions, um, life impact and say, hey, um, this trip or what you guys are projecting or desiring for us to do really isn't going to work with students as we see it. And there's been a wrestle with that over mm-hmm. the years, but it's ended very favorably. I think each time yes. we've been able to lean into them and say, hey, we really need your support here. Um, but what is our overall um, you know, partnership, partnership look like? with missions? And I may have yeah. given a little bit 
too much info in the intro there, That's but okay. you can you can wrap it yeah. you know, a little bit better. Um, so currently our overall partnership with them uh, looks very much like we are walking hand in hand. They are a great resource with us. They're knowledgeable about all the trips that we are doing throughout the year. So they have reference if parents or anyone else ask them. They know what we are doing as students. Um, they have given us pretty much all the different pieces of training material, application online format and stuff that we can utilize and then make and kind of tweak uh, so it fits the student context mm -hmm. the best, which I'm excited about because for a while we were creating a lot of our stuff and we were missing stuff or having gaps in areas. Our training wasn't up to par. Um, so to really sit down with missions over the past couple months and um, just talk through what those, uh, you know, we do roughly about three training meetings leading up to the trip. They actually do six for the adult trips. Um, so knowing that, we need to do a greater job in resourcing our teams leading up to the trips and getting them pre prepared. So they've been able to give us great resources there. They know the individuals to contact about travel details. They have the direct contacts with the missionaries that we partner with themselves like as a right. church. Right. So I really just utilize the life impact department for those contacts and the communication there. And then um, we actually have one of our student guys that's really missions minded too, that um, him and I will really partner together to have those conversations to really move things forward. And what's cool is we also have been able to uh, brainstorm and develop a little bit um, with them just thinking long term of, all right, these students are going on these trips. A lot of them are coming back from a Thailand from, you know, these level four, level five trips, um, feeling called to do this past high school, to do this like as their as their um, job moving forward, beyond mission, um, you know, overseas or even if it's locally. Um, and what does that then look like for them? What type of um, track do we have for them to really just, um, you know, if it's a month somewhere with one of our missionary um, and then a year. Um, so just coming up with a game plan um, moving forward. So the partnership with Life Impact is very vital as they are the, I would I would call them almost the experts on missions. Um, so I lean heavily into just uh, just wisdom that they have. Yeah, and I think one of the nice things about that that partnership and a lot of the partnerships that we're blessed with here within the church is that it's very open-handed. Yes. You know, uh, on the same page, not looking to stalemate one another. We really just want to see an aligned vision and strategy move forward that's ultimately doing the same thing as we talked about at the very beginning, creating s disciples and seeing the gospel be shared around the world. So, um, so. I'm just trying to think through a th few things that we talked about here as we get ready to like to wrap or whatever. You know, meeting wise, we have three meetings throughout the the year uh, throughout you know for each mission trip essentially. Sometimes more depending on it. Those happen at a centralized location because 
these trips are multi-site trips, so students from every campus are a part of them. Mm-hmm. I've loved the trips that we've had. We have eight, nine campuses represented on them. It's just such a cool thing to see. Uh, that first meeting we have is always a parents' meeting, in which we go over key things with them. Parents are still communicated with beyond that, um, but we uh, they they're only at that first meeting. We do lunch at that first meeting. The other two meetings are just kind of like prepping for the trip, anything else you have to do, team building. Uh, we've kind of over the last year or two um, also looked to instill a, like a team hangout before the trip. So like socially, the team is just having space. Some camaraderie. Yeah, just to have fun with one another and build those relationships beforehand. And so um, the the focal point of those meetings differs depending on the trip. Um, we've standardized some things and we'll continue to do so as that moves forward. From a central aspect, you handle you know a lot of like the logistics and partnership with life impact you know from from graphics uh to flights to so on and so forth so really setting up that that guy or girl who's leading the trip mm-hmm. for success um in regard to like that guy or girl who's leading the trip as some of you guys heard earlier yeah we we talk and we kind of make those decisions and you know as a core team um and then kind of take it from there uh Two things. One, they know that we do that. <laughs> Just yes. so yeah. aware. Um, and well, so three things. One, they know that they do that. Two, they understand like, oh, like that's just part of the process. Yeah. That it is not like, um, you know, there's not like a click it's not within a draft. it. And there's it's not much, like six yeah. or seven people within it um, in which like only these people. It is always done with how are they developing? How are we helping them develop? Yep. And what are the opportunities that we're giving them? And like you even said, what are the opportunities that they can step into? Yeah. Um, because of campus expectations or life expectations. We have one of our guys whose wife is pregnant and she's giving birth at the beginning of February. And he's like, well, you know, I mean, guys, we really want, like, I can go to Haiti. And we're like, no, no. you're not going. <laughs> like, that's not an option for you because right. you, although your child will be six weeks old or two months old, we're not like, yeah. we're going to say no for you. Um, and keeping in mind, like, the different transitions that are taking place at campuses, yeah. right? Yeah. We so don't want to... his wanna... came from willingness yeah. of knowing we have a couple of transitions. He's been on that trip before. He's willing right. to help out. He's a team player. We appreciate that. But right. we're also a team player, and we're team your wife. Right. <laughs> so you're going to be and protecting the, the family. family. The family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, and then we're... But we are looking at, because of the, the, the transitions that we have so often with experienced staff going, you know, moving into different positions within the organization and so on. Like, so if you lose a guy who's done that for five, six years, they've led every level of trip, man, how are you taking advantage of, of what they, like, what, like God taught them and their leadership before they head out? Mm-hmm. So we've talked even about how are we better partnering with one another and developing these newcomers, so to say, yep. so that way, like, they can be brought up to speed a lot quicker um, and even leveraging something like Hope Week in which we're all there to say, what are some different leadership opportunities we need to start giving them so that like you, myself, others on that core team can be looking at like, okay, I think that they're going to be good. Yeah, they're ready for they're, that next step. They're Absolutely. ready. They, we gave them this task, and we know that handling this task in this way will kind of really help when they partner with this organization. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just a few things as we've kind of talked through. I know there's always, like, those loose ends, and I'm like. 
And the last thing I would add is just something we instilled last year was the follow-up piece for our students. Yeah. Uh, we just sent out a form to them asking questions after the missions trip once they got back uh, to just help them process through the missions trip because we don't want to just leave it out there as, all right, you got back, woohoo, and back to real life, right? Helping them process where they're at, um, not only with their relationship with Christ, but the trip, um, decisions that they might have made on the trip. Um, and all that comes back to a central location that we then can send to their student director where they can have further conversation. And then we usually have a team gathering of some sort just to kind of celebrate what has taken place on the trip. Yeah. yeah. I think um, I'll just add uh, two things as yeah. we wrap up here. One, um, I just want to uh, just highlight also the opportunities at the end of our mission trips where we either gather parents, mm -hmm. gather parents and our church to celebrate what God has done through yeah. those students, whether that's um, through uh, just a mass, you know, sharing what God done in our mm -hmm. church services or gathering teams, newsletters, recap videos, all of those type of things, I think are widely important. And we have seen much fruit come from those um, as we've shared them to our church community. Yeah. And and then the last one is, I think one of the, the blessings that the three of us have had over these last few years is the refinement of a lot of our processes. Not the arrival, but the refinement of our processes. And yeah. as we are sitting here talking and uh, me listening to the wisdom that you guys, I believe, have in this, Thank I think you. there's a few things that within the message, um, the podcast notes that we should drop in there. Some of the documents, maybe even some screenshots of the applications that we go through. Yeah. One of the things I've seen you guys refine that has done just leaps and bounds, I think, over other churches that I've got to uh, participate in is um, how we're uh, how we're sharing with parents what the trip is about, some of the things in the parents' meeting that oh, we're yeah. sharing, maybe a few of those documents yeah. of, hey, this is what we're going through, this is what you need to know, and then even our, our pre-trip packets. Do, what do we call those that we send out to parents right before students go that have all of the Flight information. Flight information. And all those details. Is this a parent's packet? Yeah, it's just the trip Another packet. parent's packet. <laughs> Another parent's packet. But I think that, that it's that's... Huge. Yeah, it's, it's clutch, huge. Yeah, it's huge, and it's just so informative. These are the emergency yeah. numbers. If this yeah, happens, yeah, yeah. here's what we're doing. Here's yeah. our... Um, this is what time we're going to be back at church. Please be there to, you know, see your lovely student that's yeah. been gone yeah. for a week. Gosh, um, it does make me think so much of like, just like different things. Like, cause I know so many times it's, I love getting like the practical things. Right. right. So we had two years ago, we had in Haiti, you know, there was a giant storm. Our team got stranded in Atlanta right. for two, three days. And there was part of the tension of, you know, we're calling parents and everything that next morning. Part of the tension is some of those students didn't talk to their parent beforehand, although they were all instructed to. So now we talked the other day, we're going to have a remind class for each mission trip. So mm -hmm. a text group for each mission trip that includes their parent. So let's say that happens again this spring break. As soon as they know that they're delayed, the trip leader or one of the other trip Boom, leaders fires can out. text and every parent will know at that moment and will have been communicated to, yep. regardless if their kid did or not or thought about it or not or so and we're so on forth. the ground like, safe at yeah, the hotel we're, we're yeah. figuring out what's happening we'll keep you posted and everything so on like yeah, yeah you may have heard that this happened in 
Haiti, we're nowhere near that. Everybody's safe. Yeah, Any of those type of communications, Haiti, right? Yeah, yep, that's yep. good. Yeah. Well, you guys, I just, um, you know, I'm sitting here again, you know, going back and forth, looking at the the two of you guys across the table. And um, I just want to share that if you're listening to the podcast today, I know Joe and Kim are so willing um, to chat with you about your processes, how you're approaching missions. And if you heard something that maybe resonated with you, but you said, man, our church is doing this. And frankly, you guys, I think it's so much better than the ideas that you tossed out. Yeah. Would you email us? Would yeah. you DM us? Would mm-hmm. you send us a message? Because we really- um, We want to learn. Yeah, we deeply desire to learn and we would love that. So, um, you know, create some space and, you know, give us some feedback so that we can learn alongside of you because that's one of our deepest um, desires Amen. here. And Amen. Um, the things that have come in over the last few months have really been intriguing, have challenged us. I think we've even um, put a couple of things into motion and, and um, thought through stuff. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for that. I am so looking forward to the opportunity in just a few months here yes, of getting sir. together with other thought leaders around Woo-hoo! multi-site. Yeah, man. And um, it just seems like that's an ever-growing group right now Dude, it's crazy, that's man. coming together. So, Joe, yeah. will you give us a few of those details again? Because we're, we're pretty stoked about this. We've been talking about a ton of people are going to be a part of this. Chase Depew, Carl Ramius. Uh, I think I may have butchered that. I'm sorry, Carl. Um, and thanks for listening to the podcast. Um, <laughs> Leadership Network has hopped in to be a part of this. Uh, it's just going to be... So it's multi it's a multi-summit you can register now multi-summit.org uh discounted registration still going on they got group registrations and everything on there as well but just an opportunity for us as multi-site student ministries to get together uh, and just discuss these very topics, discuss the nuances, discuss team culture, discuss practical things, pray with one another, have fun with one another. Um, There is nothing like this right now. I was on uh, Brent's podcast recently and, you know, he talked about going to a a breakout, um, you know, at uh, NYWC for multi-site churches. And there's, you know, a hundred guys or so in that room, like, like there's, this is growing. We know it's yes. growing, not just in like large churches or mega churches, but in churches of all shapes and sizes from all denominations uh, across this nation. And so um, it's going to be really sweet, man. Like it's just going to be awesome to sit in a room with other people and talk about this. And I'm glad that we get to be a part of it. Amen. Yeah, um, what an this honor. Is, this it's is going to be really cool. Well, hey, thanks for listening, guys. We hope you have an awesome day. We love you. God loves you more. Bye. Hello, multi-multi listeners. My name is Brent Squires, and I'm a fellow youth pastor and the host of an upcoming event that the crew here at Multi-Multi have been talking about the past few months. It's an event called Multi-Summit. Multi-Summit is a gathering of youth workers who are doing student ministry in a multi-site context. If your church is doing or working towards multi-site ministry, you don't want to miss this event coming up in March. Expert presenters, including Woodside's very own Joe Crabb, E.J. Swanson, Kim Schuler, and Ben Hickson, will be leading discussions on a variety of multi-site student ministry topics and offering best practices so you come away equipped for fruitful ministry across multiple campuses. This is the most informative and affordable youth ministry event of its kind, but it's filling up very quickly. Because you're a faithful listener of the Multi-Multi podcast, if you use the code JOE, when registering, we'll give you an additional $50 off your registration. For more on Multi Summit, check out multisummit.org. That's multisummit.org.